Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. that love the game the way they did and are being bringing you that passion to you every week. Fantasy Jester and JT are the Gridiron Guys. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Gridiron Guys. I am Fantasy Jester himself. Thank you for joining us tonight. I am reporting live from lovely Florida. Deland, Florida, to be exact. The weather is absolutely gorgeous. And for those of you who who keep up with me on Facebook and Twitter, uh, you saw where my office was today. And uh, I'm sure JT is going to want to have something to say about that. So let's get things out of the way. Let's get him in here right away. Let's start getting on things. We have a wonderful show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about guys that just retired, possible Hall of Fame. Are they? Are they not? What are we looking at here? We're going to go through a bunch of guys' names, and uh, we'll see if you agree. Call into the show at 657-383-0371. I'd like to hear your opinion. Right now, I'd like to bring in the one, the only. That's right. My man, JT. How are you tonight, sir? Jester, I'm fired up to talk about some football, man. Can it be August or September already? I, I'm, I know I'm wishing the summer away. It's like a catch-22, but, man, I'm ready for some football. You know, you couldn't have said it better had I said it myself, okay? Because I absolutely, you know, I'm down here in Florida. Of course I love the summer. I love the beach. This is what we do down here. At least this is what I do. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. But I'm at the beach or I'm fishing, and I'm taking advantage of the gorgeous weather. And the same token, I just can't wait to get to my football. Exactly. And I feel bad for you because you've got a short window of probably 10, 10 and a half months a year where you can enjoy the beach. So you've really got to do it when you can't. Well, you know, and that's the thing, you know, when you only have two months, month and a half out of the year where you can't go to the beach, okay, that is the probably one of the more difficult times of the year. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, and, and, you know, I say that and you, you laugh, but you don't have to live with Mrs. Jester during that time, who is the Floridian. And during that time, you would swear I was living on the Arctic Circle. So, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you forget. I spent, what, three-quarters of my life in Orlando. So, you know, when they hit 65 degrees, people are breaking out the leather bomber jackets. I mean, it's cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 50 degrees, we're breaking out North Face. So, 
Well, 50 yeah. degrees up here is uh, tank top and shorts weather here in Columbus. So, no. While we're talking about Florida, and uh, yes. I, I noticed today as a uh, I, I, I did. I, I sat and I checked my Twitter every once in a while on the beach, and I, I'm I, I don't know if I'm proud of myself or ashamed of myself or both all at once. Maybe but I did. Both. Yeah, 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 exactly. And. I saw you having a little fun with somebody uh, trying to say that Miami messed up the draft at 13 with Tunzel. Uh, I, I, was, I saw this, it. okay. Chris Perkins from the Sun Sentinel. Okay. Very good writer. Liked a lot of this stuff in the past. And I noticed he had a Twitter uh, article out today. And I said, oh, let me give it a look. So I, I open it up and he says, the Dolphins should have taken Darren Lee linebacker at 13 and left Tunzel on the board. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let me read that again. I mean, is the guy having fun? Is he joking around? Is this one of these Todd McShay, you know, 2017 type of articles? But no. Right, right. So the Dolphins would have been better suited to take a linebacker at 13 and leave a franchise left tackle that could have been the first pick overall on the board. I mean, Tannehill's the most sacked quarterback over his career in the NFL. You right, just right. spent over $100 million on him last season. Why would you not go get this dominant top tackle prospect in the last 10 years to solidify the line? And on top of that, my favorite part of this is the irony. The Jets tried to trade up in front of Miami to take Tunsil. So even they had Tunsil rated higher than Darren Lee, who they took at 19. Well, you know, and uh, I see what, I see what you're saying and I can't disagree. I mean, everything I've heard and I I know that you have heard the same thing is that Alonzo is doing well. Um, Absolutely. He was Kiko Alonzo and he really wasn't that bad last year coming off of coming off of the knee surgery. And playing out of um, position, mind you. You know, the guy played out of position last year. Chip Chip Kelly had him on the outside. He was dominant as a rookie in the middle of a 4-3 defense. You know, you dropped from pick 8 to pick 13 in the draft to acquire Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell. So why would you then go and leave Tunsil on the board? Not to mention the other thing to think about, Brandon Albert's getting up there in years only has one year left on his contract at left tackle, and Juwan James missed a lot of time last year with a toe injury at right tackle. I just thought it was a great pick for Miami. Yeah, and so that you know, I I happen to be uh, (laughs) – I hate this. I'm in agreement with you. I really hate my life right now. I know that hurts. I know that hurts to say that. You have no clue, my man. You have no clue. But, um, (laughs) yeah – I, I actually do agree with you, and here's what I'll do, and because I think this is only fair, you know, where I come, I, I don't like talking and not having the man here to defend himself. Oh, I, I, and I'm sure you agree with this. So what we'll do is, folks, uh, listeners out there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead uh, and uh, either later on today or tomorrow, I will go ahead and reach out to Mr. Perkins. I will try and. Uh, send a message to him, have him listen to the show, and then invite him on next week's show so that he can have the opportunity to, you know, he wrote the piece, so I would Absolutely. imagine he'd like to give, uh, it's only fair to give him commentary uh, on you his know own what? piece. Him, exactly, you give him a chance to defend the piece, and I'll tell you, like I opened with, the guy, I've always enjoyed the guy's writing, so I'm really curious to see where he goes with this. But uh, cheap plug at Fez four three seven on Twitter if you want to see anything else about it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, at Fez four three seven over on Twitter, folks, you can see what's going on with this conversation. And also, you know, like I said, I will, I'm going to give him the opportunity. It's only fair. It's his article. And you know, here's the thing. My hope is is that maybe he points something out to you that you're not seeing on it and actually puts you in your place. So, you know. Um, oh, I know you would like that. I know you would like that. It would make you feel uh, better about the situation. And you know I'm going to try and get him on the show. I'll do everything I can to get this man on the show to do that. So, um, 
Yes, uh, you know, Mr. Perkins, I, I will be reaching out to you, sir. I tell you, a third person I wouldn't mind getting his opinion on this to get me a little backup might be our friend Ryan Walton, our resident dolphin expert on top of that as well. Uh, you know what? Great idea. So what we'll do is I'm going to reach out to both Mr. Perkins and Mr. Walton and see if they can join us on the coming edition of the Gridiron Guys next Thursday, 7 o'clock. Um, and again, this is the Gridiron Guys. We're brought to you by FantasyJusticeSports.com, your kingdom for everything fantasy sports and more. Folks, tonight we're talking about the recently retired players in the NFL. Should they be in the NFL Hall of Fame? Uh, we're going to talk about guys like Peyton Manning, Marshawn Lynch, Calvin Johnson, Logan Mankins, Jared Allen, Justin Tuck, Charles Woodson. And, uh, you know, let's, I, I guess let's start with the easiest ones and, and, and get it out of the way. Uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, you, I mean, to me, that's a rubber stamp, first-year eligibility, just like Brett Favre. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, I've always heard the phrase, a field general. When I think of a field general, I think of guys like Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. May not be the most athletically gifted guys, but they were never outworked. You know, they used their brain, and they outthought you. It was like a chess match. So Peyton Manning is – to me, is still was one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch uh, manipulate a defense at the line of scrimmage. So I definitely vote him in. I uh, I've watched football for a long time now, and I've seen a lot of players. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks. That is one of the talents. The way he would read things, and I'm sure he's not the only one. Okay, uh, who's done it. But he did it very well, very often, as far as being able to make the correct read, make the change in, in uh, the play to match up against the defense that he saw. And the reason why he was able to do that wasn't because of what he was doing on the field. It was the time he was taking off the field. Your great players, and this is in my opinion, whether they're cerebral or physically gifted, aren't that way because they do it during the game. It's what they're doing when they're not playing the game. And that was what Peyton did. He spent a lot of time in the film room. He did a lot of studying. And for it, he passed for 71,940 yards with 539 touchdowns. I mean, there would be no argument. 14, 14 Pro Bowls. Oh, he owned the Pro Bowl. Well, but and that's you know, what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's really – I'm hard-pressed. You know, a lot of people want to put that knock. Well, he only won two Super Bowls, and one was really the defense and all that. Okay, me all that. Okay, fine. He wasn't the greatest Super Bowl quarterback ever, but in every other stat, basically – well, you know, and there's something to be said about the guys that did give their team a chance to get there. You know, they can't, you know, consistently do not put their team in a position where they don't have a chance at the playoffs or they don't have a chance at the Super Bowl. And honestly, had this not been a Tom Brady era and Bill Belichick era, who knows how many more he could have won. But that was definitely his nemesis. No, uh, and, and definitely – but you know what? Except for the Giants, they've been everybody's nemesis. Let's be honest. <laughs> Even their own. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to I, – I, I'm not saying that, you know, being a Giant fan, yes, of course, that's convenient for me to say. But convenient. it's basically true. I mean, they've been everybody's nemesis except for one team. They, they've had an incredible record year after year. Which brings me to yeah, my next yeah. player. One of them was, uh, until he uh, ended up in Tampa, was uh, Logan Mankins, who just retired, uh, 6'4", 307, big old. Started out at center, moved over to guard, and, you know, mm. spent 11 years with first-round New England, 2005 draft. What do you, what do you, I'll, I'll, what are you I'll giving you me on Mankins? You lead this one off, I'll tell you, because I want to wait. I want to reserve on this. I'd like to hear what you have to say about Logan first. 
You know, all right. First of all, offensive line to me is an obscure um, position to have to rate because there's so much combination blocking that's going on now uh, in the NFL. It's changed a little bit. And again, you know, I look at a guy, though, that made the Pro Bowl seven times. And I'm going to be honest with you. I am on the, I have a clear cut opinion on every player but Mankins. And some okay. of these opinions later on, I know I am going to piss people off. I, I, no. I know it. And I'm, yeah, you know what, though? And I'm, but I'm going to back it up whether people like it or not. That's, I, I can't control that. But here's what I think about Mankins, and this is why I'm on the fence because I, I really don't know what to base it on. At. But he, he's seven-time Pro Bowler, and this gives you what kind of person you're dealing with as far as uh, what he's willing to go through for the team. In 2011, he tore his ACL, and still that was at the beginning of the season, and still played 15 games on that torn mm. ACL anyway. He found he, out he how bad it was. Yeah. I mean, what's he willing to give to his team? Now, he found out how bad that was when he tore his MCL in the left knee during the divisional game against the Broncos. So now, despite having, and here's where you go with this. So now, despite he's got an ACL and an MCL tear in both, one knee and the other, he still played in the Super Bowl against the Giants that year. Now, I've seen players not play for a lot less than that. So, seven-time Pro Bowler, uh, uh, his uh, running back rushed for 2,000 yards one year. The team did. I'm sorry. You have how many times Brady? There's one year, okay, and I'm sorry, folks, I don't have the year in front of me. I just remember this off the top of my head. It just popped in. I just can't remember the damn year. Uh, Mankins let up one sack all year. So I'm on the fence with him. Could he go? Yeah, I think he, I, I think he could go. I, I could make an argument either way. I, I don't know. What about you? Well, I'm going to say this about him, and I'm going to refer to this later on about another person we talked to. I think a lot of people, fans in general, have a problem with differentiating between a pro bowler and a Hall of Famer. Do I, do I see the pro bowler? Absolutely. But just because you're a pro bowler, I don't necessarily see you're a Hall of Famer. To me, I think having a guy like Tom Brady in the offense that they ran could cover up a lot of deficiencies that someone could have. Because if you remember, the offensive line for New England for several years was plug and play, especially over the last few years. This person would get hurt. This guy would come in. They wouldn't miss a beat. A lot of that leads me to believe it has to do with the system and the quarterback that's got the ball in his hands. So for me, does he have heart? Was he a Pro Bowl player? Yes. Do I put him in the hall? Here's why I wouldn't. He reminds me of a guard, left guard from the Miami Dolphins back when Marino played named Keith Sims. Keith Sims and Richmond Webb, the left side of the Miami offensive line. Everybody regarded as the, one of the best in the league. I think Marino made both of those guys look a lot better than they really were. Were they great players? Yes. Were they Hall of Famers? Not in my opinion. That's the same kind of class I look at Logan Mankins. Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. I really I'm on the fence either way. I mean, you could put him in there, but um, and that's where uh, I'm. Like I said, I'm really not going to be liked when we get to some of these other ones because because of that same theory. This is uh, you're in the Hall of Fame. This is greatness, not the Hall of very good. Right, and you know when I think of a guard a Hall of Fame guard, you know, I look at a, a Nate Newton, I look at a Randall McDaniel, you know, guys mm-hmm. that just absolutely obliterated whatever defensive tackle, lineman, linebacker, blitzing safety you put in front of them, they ate their lunch. Didn't matter. And, yeah, didn't matter. You know, just that's the kind of guy I see for Hall of Fame at that position. Correct, correct. All right, well, you know, let's uh, 
I I had some big names coming up on this list, and uh, I I am very interested. We haven't had the opportunity. Uh, this is one of the few times you and I haven't had the opportunity to uh, speak before the show, so I don't even know what your opinion is going to be on these. Uh, this should be interesting. Well, I understand, and I understand cell service was a little weak at your office today, so you know I get that. <sighs> Yeah, you know, I got to be honest with you. It, the problem was is that it was a, a, a tad bit breezy, and I got I, – I thank God I'm Italian and I tan extremely easy. Otherwise, I might have gotten sunburned tonight, today, had I stayed out a little bit longer. So I'm glad I had the show to get back to, though. It saved me from getting sunburned. You poor, but, poor man. Oh, hey, listen, somebody's got to do it, and I have volunteered. Well, back to football, though. I could talk about sitting in the sun all day, but I have to talk football. That's what we're getting paid to do. Marshawn Lynch. Mm. Buffalo first round in 2007. He's got a Super Bowl, five-time Pro Bowl, two-time rushing TD leader. But he's played 116 games for seven. It comes up to be a he's played seven and a quarter years of football. Nine thousand yards, just a tad over ninety-one twelve. Four point two a carry, seventy-four TDs, nine receiving TDs. Uh. Hall of Famer? Not in my book. I'll I'll lead this off gladly. I go back to 2012, which was arguably his best season. I believe almost 1,600 yards rushing, uh, five yards a carry, or right around that point, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe that was the year of the big run against the Saints where he threw half the team into the first row uh, of the stadium. But, you know, it's funny. You look at a guy like Marshawn Lynch – can you say getting in trouble with the law in Buffalo was probably the best thing that's ever happened to him? Because it made <laughs> Buffalo sour on him, which yep, yep. arguably has to help your career at that point, and ship him off to Pete Carroll, who would use him the way that he should have been used in Buffalo. Uh, Pete Carroll's also a strong coach, so, you know, keep him in check most, you know, for most purposes. But I look at a guy that, again, pro bowler, this is what I was referring to on the last segment. Pro bowler, but I just don't see him, when I think of a Hall of Fame running back, you know, do I think of an, an Emmett Smith, a Walter Payton, a Gale Sayers? I, just, I don't see a guy that was consistent enough and dependable enough, in my opinion, to make the Hall of Fame. I think he's a good player, but I need to see a bigger body of work from him. And if you look over the last two seasons, I mean – he ran for 1,300 yards last year, but it was you got to admit it was a quiet 1,300. And this year, injuries, the body broke down, whatever it is. I think he only played in six or seven games. So, for me, I'm going to say Pro Bowl, not Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, I, as I had mentioned earlier and alluded to earlier, I, I'm Italian. I grew up in an extremely Italian home. And when we had – family outings there were several people there and there weren't two tables there wasn't the adults table and the children's table there was three tables you had the elders then you had the middle grounders and then you had the children's table okay and that is what I try and think about when I'm comparing and thinking about should a player be in the hall and you're sitting at a table and at that table is Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith with 18,000 yards, 164 touchdowns, 3,200 yards, eight pro bowls, three super bowls, four rushing titles. Does Marshawn Lynch belong at Emmett Smith's table? Hmm. No. He belongs at that middle table. He's very good. 
He had some great runs. Yes, memorable runs, running over people, through people, breaking tackles, and all that. But with that, okay, comes with not enough body of work. And I'm sorry, at some point, you know, had you not been Marshawn Lynch, okay, and been likable instead of being an asshole, maybe your fans would back you on the push to the Hall of Fame because that's what you would need. In order to make the Hall of Fame, he would need his fans, the same fans he made zero time for. He's not making it. Sorry, folks. Write in well, all I mean, you he want. He does a great commercial. Everybody that wants to, it's fantasyjester at yahoo.com. Okay. Tell me why Skittles Boy should be in the Hall of Fame. Because he's not getting it from the fans he left hanging, the children that he left hanging, hoping to hear from their hero how he's going to get into the Hall of Fame in an incomplete body of work. Fantasy and again, Jester at yahoo.com. Thank you. So, and again, so Jester, you're basically saying we're looking at a guy that's definitely above average, talented player, you know, Pro Bowl player, just not somebody that you're willing to give that yellow jacket to. No. Had he? Okay. Three more, at least three more years. You got to play 10. You got to play 10. You know, maybe this isn't right. And maybe, well, see, I can't say that because Gail Sayers played, what, seven or eight? And I have no problem with him in the hall. Terrell Davis, I also think, should be in the hall who did not play 10 years. Um, So I guess I can't. You got Terrell Davis going to the hall, yeah? Oh, I I think Terrell Davis should have been in there already. Uh, they don't win. John Elway doesn't win two Super Bowls without Terrell Davis. Mike Shanahan, please, True. he's as overrated of a coach as Phil Jackson is in the NBA. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, Phil always had his super all-time greats on his team. John Elway does not have a Super Bowl ring without Terrell Davis. Yeah, so, vice versa, though. But, you know, oh, absolutely. But who tried a lot harder? I mean, come on, how many did Elway get to before he won one? Davis oh, yeah. won one in his first. So, you know, there's something to be said there. But this – this number bothers me. I look at average yards per carry, and aside from two seasons where he averaged 5.0 and 4.7, Lynch never averaged more than 4.4 a carry. I see some 3.8s, some 4.1s, some 4.2s. I don't know. You look at some of these Hall of Fame backs like Emmett or some of these others, Barry Sanders, you know, 5.0, 4.9, you know, 5.5. I just would like to see something more dynamic from him than what I've seen up to this point because there's a lot of three yards in the cloud of dust. Well, and be, and you don't have that opportunity because you don't have the body of work. Seven years is in a body of work to me. Right. I, I'm sorry. Not not to let's leave it that it is hard to get into the hall. That's what makes it elite. We can't oh, just yeah, let everybody that. in. Here's a guy. I got one for you again. Another one, Calvin Johnson. <clears throat> now, if you base it on just sheer athleticism, anybody to me who is six foot five, two thirty six, can run a four three forty. Okay, that that right there puts you in the hole to me. But there's other things. There's other things. Now, uh, and again, I'm going to go ahead and let you start off. And you tell me, Calvin Johnson, it's your Hall of Fame. Are you letting him in? Do you open the door? Well, I mean, I'm looking at, what, 730 or so catches, 10, 11,000 yards, probably 80, 85 touchdowns, I believe it is. Um, you know, the thing that bothers me about Calvin Johnson is it's most, if not all of his career, has been in the era of basically downfield passing. I mean, this is – you know, vertical passing game has been prevalent for the last 10 years. I'm looking at a guy that had over 100 or over catches only one season. I'm looking at a guy that really never led his team on a playoff playoff run. Um, you know, they were pretty much perennial losers for the most part. 
Um, now, that's not all his fault. But, again, when I think of a Hall of Famer, I think of a difference maker. Uh, you know, double-digit touchdowns four times in his career. So I'm looking at a guy that I don't know, maybe a Veterans Committee uh, uh, endorsement at some point. But for me, I'm going to stamp no. We're back sitting at the table. At that table now, we've replaced Emmett Smith, and now we're sitting down a counterpart, a wide receiver, and we're sitting down Jerry Rice at this table. It's the Hall of Fame table. Jerry Rice is sitting at the head, if you ask me. 13-time Pro Bowler, three Super Bowls, 10-time All-Pro, Super Bowl MVP, 1,549 receptions for 22,895 yards and 208 touchdowns, all of which the the receptions, the yards, and the touchdowns are double Calvin Johnson. Now, I understand there's a difference in years played, and that is what I'm talking about. For as great as Calvin Johnson was in his short period of time, you've got a man in the Hall of Fame that did it twice as much. I don't care. You disgrace what Jerry Rice has done when you sit people down who don't come close. Calvin Johnson, I love Calvin Johnson. I have no idea why he's you know, I guess he's physically just can't take it anymore. And that, uh, that's not there, my fault. Yeah, there is something toxic in that organization when you have stars, superstars in their prime, like Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, that just would prefer to hang it up than to continue to play for that organization. I don't know if it's that. I know he's had some nagging leg and knee injuries over the last three or four years. But if I can say this, Fantasy Football Hall of Fame, Absolutely. NFL Hall of Fame, I'm with you. No, sir. You know, I, I don't I don't understand why uh why he's walking away. I mean, I guess you get to the point where you either love it or you don't. And, right, and, and you think of a guy it. his size. You think of a guy his size and honestly that probably the hits that he takes cuz you got guys going low on him. That's a guy you don't go high on. So, yeah. you know, you take a lot of hits to those legs and knees, and you know what? He's made his money. You know, let me get out while I can still walk and enjoy my life. The guy's, you know, guy's only 30, 31 years old. Leave while you can still walk, I guess. And that's fine, but then don't expect to be compared with somebody who did it as long as Jerry Rice did and puts up twice as many numbers. Don't right. look to be put at that table. And uh, uh, for his fans, it is fantasyjester at yahoo.com. I'm be hearing from you. I know I will. I want to hear you defend somebody who did half the body of work as a current Hall of Famer and call it fair. Please make no, that argument. Just- I have no problem. Listen, make the great argument. Put your phone number down and we'll bring you on the show. On the show. I don't now, care. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Jester. The last two players we spoke at, with fantasy football being as huge as it's been the last 15 years or so for the NFL, do you think some people, maybe the average fan, has trouble separating fantasy stats from real life? Basically, because he was so good in fantasy, did they have a problem separating the difference between that and the Hall of Fame? You know, that is a great question. I, I like that. That is that's pretty good because, like you said, and you know, it is going to what you had just said earlier. Um, wow, I like that because he would be in the fantasy sports uh, hall of fame, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, but again, now you know. I mean, yeah, I think I think I, I think you might be onto something as far as that's concerned. We are we've gotten so used to. Uh, a bunch of us playing all these uh, fantasy sports and just thinking of what they've done for our team. And right. if Calvin Johnson's won you a Super Bowl or two 
over the years. Well, hell, how could I not vote for him for the whole? Yeah, so. exactly. So I just I wonder if that has some you know something to do with it as far as some hmm. of these arguments. But I look forward to hearing some of them. Yeah, yeah, no, and like I said, I welcome them. I welcome. Make a great argument and put your phone number. I'll be more than glad to talk to you. We can talk on air. We can talk off air. I really don't care. Make the argument. If he belongs in the hall and you can convince me, I'll put you on the show. All right, folks, as we go, continue on. And before we go on, I want to go ahead and I want to thank a uh, very good sponsor of ours, uh, 888.com. They're on our website gambling site, all your gambling needs. We have every team that you can gamble on in every every sport. And then they also have a casino that you can go in and you can play blackjack, you can poker. It's like walking into a regular casino. But here, this is the great part of it, okay, is that you can do it from home. You can be comfortable. You have privacy sit there and gamble, have a cup of coffee in your hand, maybe a cold cocktail, sit back, relax, not have to drive. Nice. 888.com on fantasyjestersports.com. Also, we're brought to you by Integrity Sports. IntegritySports.com for all your memorabilia and signed memorabilia. Can't wait. We're going to be adding another one in the coming weeks. I can finally announce it. I told you folks I'd be bringing you apparel. I told you I'd be bringing you sports apparel. Now, and I told you right from the start, I will never promise something I can't deliver on. I am proud to announce that Coming in the, in the coming weeks, Under Armour, Under Armour, and all that you could possibly want from Under Armour will be on the FantasyJesterSports.com website. I ran out of air there. I got to practice my breathing, don't I? That's better. Okay. But seriously, folks, Under Armour, coming to FantasyJesterSports.com. Bread from your bed. You know about those guys. I keep mentioning them to you, not just on the Gridiron Guys, on Fantasy Jester Show. For those of you new, Fantasy Jester Show every Saturday night. We start at 8 o'clock. We wrap up at 9.30. This weekend, we got a full show. And I don't talk just football there. JT comes on there. Uh, Jason Busy J Cordner comes on there, and I'm getting ready uh, to bring in Busy J for the rest of the conversation here. I'll tell you, folks, Fantasy Jester Show Saturday nights. We've got a packed show this weekend. We're going to be talking wrestling. We're talking every sport like we always do, and we're also going to be talking about the FA Cup with our resident soccer expert. We're also going to have Bill Crude on the show, our wrestling expert. We're going to talk to you about the coming show, everything that's coming that way. You don't want to miss it. Folks, Fantasy Jester show this Saturday night, 8 o'clock. You can go to the FantasyJesterSports.com, click on the radio shows. You will find it there. You'll enjoy the show. you listen once. You'll always listen, I promise you. Also, folks... Coming along is the rest of our Hall of Fame show. We've talked about Peyton. We've talked about Marshawn Lynch, Logan Mankins, Calvin Johnson. Out of the four right now, only two are going in, according to us. We have three to go. I'm bringing in uh, Jason back in, bringing JT back in. And now I also want to welcome to the show Jason Busy Cordner. Uh, I would like him to weigh in on uh, some of what's gone on and welcome him to the show. Busy J, how are you tonight, sir? I'm good. How's everybody doing? Doing good, Busy. Doing good. I can't complain. I can't complain. Uh, it's been a good day. Uh, as you saw on Facebook and Twitter, I've enjoyed putting the show together. 
Busy, we were talking about Logan Mankins, uh, Peyton Manning so far, Marshawn Lynch, and Calvin Johnson. Uh, and I'm going to go real quick. Let's run through these, and then we have three more to go. Uh, Logan Mankins, Hall of Famer. Oh, that's a tough one. I think he's borderline. The numbers are there. That's a tough one. I'm going to go borderline. I'm going to have to say push. I'm going to push. It, I like his answer. JT, I mean, <laughs> I was pretty much – and hey. you missed it, uh, Jason. I had uh, I had said the same damn thing. I, it could go either way on the guy if you ask right. me. Um, we had Peyton going in. I kind of figure you're going to agree on Peyton going in, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Peyton has to be without a doubt. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to get some hate mail on the next two because the next two, um, I both said, I said no to both of them. I said no to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, and so did JT. I don't see why you I don't see why you would get hate mail for that. I, I agree with you guys. He's not worthy of Hall of Fame. He was never a top five in rushing and, uh, during any time of his career. Yeah, he's not Hall of Fame worthy. He's Hall of Fame social media worthy, but not Hall of Fame NFL worthy. And, and like I said, he makes a great Pepsi commercial. You know, I mean, other than that, that's, you know, he's a pro bowler, not a Hall of Famer. There you All go. right. All right. So we got unanimous so far on, on our feelings. And, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, Megatron going into into your Hall of Fame, Busy J? Absolutely. Megatron's our first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll get in before, you know, we know how we have all this wide receivers taking a while to get in, but he'll get in first ballot. Ooh. Ooh. Can you See, say here's that in my argument. Year? I thought you said first ballot. <laughs> first ballot. Megatron will be in first ballot. Yeah, maybe Megatron and, you know, Megatron, actual Transformer Megatron, but I, yeah, I can't uh, believe on, on Calvin. Yeah, yeah busy. And here is my argument, okay? And I, I likened it to being able to sit at the table. Sitting at huh? the table with Jerry Rice, the guy who made the Pro Bowl 13 times, all Pro 10 times has twice as many receptions, twice as many yards, two and a half times the touchdowns. How do you tell Mr. Rice? How do you tell Mr. Rice that Mr. Calvin Johnson belongs at the same table? I'm going to, you know what, when you go by it that way, but I, I I still won't put nothing against Megatron. I mean, he put out some outstanding numbers with mediocre quarterback performances. But he was still able to catch anything thrown at him. Six-time Pro Bowler. Not saying he isn't bad. Here's what I had said also is I told JT, you know, growing up, there were three tables. There were were the elders of – I grew up very Italian, a very Italian family, a very large family. And and you sat either at the elders' table, the middle ground table, or you were at the kiddie table. And Calvin Johnson is very good – He's not at the elder table. He's not at Jerry Rice's table. It's not Jerry Rice's fault or my fault that Calvin Johnson doesn't have the body of work in length to determine whether or not he would stack up against Jerry Rice. Well, two things on that, first off. First off, can we change that from you grew up to you were raised? Because I still don't think you've grown up yet. Secondly, when you when you look at it, I liken it to the MVP argument in baseball. How many times have you seen an MVP come from a losing team? Uh, A-Rod comes to mind from the Rangers way back when. But Calvin Johnson, when has he really helped the Lions to be a contender? And when has he taken them consistently to the playoffs? So, yeah, look at Jerry Rice with four rings. You've got a guy that was in the playoffs every year. And I understand he had a better team. But I, I just can't put Calvin there. He's at that middle table with, with uh, well, who, you know. Who would, who would you guys put ahead? What, what would you think about the argument between Calvin and Larry Fitzgerald? Who would you say would be more worthy of the Hall of Fame between the two of those? The numbers are pretty uh, Larry, similar. Larry Fitzgerald, to me, though, you can depend on. Larry Fitzgerald made the players around him better. Uh, Larry okay. Fitzgerald's been to a Super Bowl. He's won, uh, you know, or been to a Super Bowl. But, you know. 
So I don't know. I, I like Fitz a little better in that argument. Okay, I still okay. think fantasy. I still think fantasy football clouds people's judgments on Calvin. <laughs> no, I, and no, and don't get me wrong. I think Calvin is a premier top end wide Absolutely. receiver without a question. Who didn't play long enough to make it to the NFL? Period. I mean, I, I'm a body of work person, and you've got to have a lengthy body of work. You've got to do it. Listen, at that rate, then you could have one Pro Bowl season. But my, okay, say I came into the NFL. Let's just say my very first year in the NFL, I went out and rushed for 2,500 yards, okay, and 24 rushing touchdowns. I caught another 50 passes for another 500 yards and 10 more touchdowns, set all kinds of records, and never played again. Do I go in the hall? I just set all these NFL records. A good point. Do I go in the hall? I just performed I'm, like a rookie had never performed. So that's where I'm at. Uh, let's, go, let's go We've got a, we've got three guys now we can pretty much argue about, although I have a feeling we might agree on two out of the three. Um, Jared Allen, defensive end. Let's go with uh, Busy and then JT and then I'll go. Uh, Jared Allen, making is he making the Pro Bowl, uh, Busy? I, you know what? He won't be a first ballot. It may take him maybe five years later to get in. He gets in eventually, but not right away. I thought he put up he put up great numbers, but not Hall of Fame worthy. But eventually they'll let him in. So I'm gonna go push again. Okay, all right, JT. I, I I'm an absolute slam dunk yes on this. You got a guy going from 2007 through 2013 who had double digit sacks every single season. Uh, you know five forced fumbles, four forced fumbles, seven, so the guy created turnovers. He actually averaged close to 52 tackles a game over that stretch as well, solo tackles, let alone the assists. So the guy wasn't just a pass rusher. You know, you look at a guy in 2013 that put up, uh, or 2011 with the Vikings put up 22 sacks, uh, but consistently dominant player, and my favorite stat is he never, since 2005, he never played less than 14 games. So he was there, you know, day in, day out, definitely going in the hall for me. All right. And you see, here's where, thank the Lord above, okay, we finally have returned to normalcy. I had agreed with you earlier on the Tunzel argument, okay? Mm -hmm. And I also agreed, uh, although I hadn't commented when you said I was raised and I hadn't grown up yet. I actually do agree with you fully there. I figured you might. Um, no, yeah, no, no, I have no problem. I, I'm a child, and I'm the biggest child going in. I'm I knew I had Mrs. Draw. Jester on my side regardless, so. Oh, I'm sure of that one, too, yeah. Um, thanks, pal. Um, but here's the thing. We're not going to agree on Jared Allen. Okay, we're back at the table. We've removed Emmett Smith, and we have now removed Jerry Rice, and we are now sitting down... Reggie White. Now, Jared Allen made the Pro Bowl five times, Mr. White 13. Okay. Reggie White, 10-time All-Pro. Reggie White, 1,112 tackles compared to Jared Allen's 643. Solo or combined? This is, com this is everything combined. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead, keep going. So almost a double the amount of tackles. And Reggie White had 198 sacks. Jared Allen, 136. Jared Allen, 31 forced fumbles. Reggie White, 33 forced fumbles. Not to mention what he meant to his team. At no time, I'm sorry, do, did I see Jared Allen as the same kind of leader that Reggie White was. So, again, well, I'm sitting at the table. You, you really think Jared Allen sits at Reggie White's table? Let me, let me ask you to look at it this way. Would you give Jared Allen an equal career or 
standing is Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Because hmm. Kevin mm, Green's in the Pro point. Football Hall of Fame. See, that's what I mean about that's what I mean about Allen. I think he gets it eventually because a lot Kevin of players. Kevin Green is a Pro Football Hall of Fame member, and if you look at those players, they basically did the same thing. They basically wore edge pass rushers that disrupted the game, caused fumbles, pursued backside tackling. Um, so if Kevin Green's a Hall of Famer. He's sitting at that table with Reggie White. I don't see why Jared Allen can't. Uh, you know, and Busy sitting there going, I don't know. He, he's he's on the fence saying eventually, huh, Busy? I'm going eventually because I think players are not going to have the numbers he had coming up now because, you know, a lot of especially the generations want to retire early. So I think eventually he'll get in. He's got pretty much identical numbers as Jared Allen. Jared, uh, he has, uh, I, I've got green here. I'm looking at, at the stats. He's got 773 tackles. Okay, so a little bit more than Allen. 160 sacks, a little bit more than Allen. Uh, 23 forced fumbles. Allen had 31. Kevin Green's in the Hall of Fame. I guess uh, Jared Allen's going too based on that. Pretty simple. I don't agree with it, but okay. <laughs> let's go on. Let's go. Uh, we got uh, eight minutes left. Let's let's hit this, guys. J- uh, I'll go JT this time, then Busy J, and then I'll go Justin Tuck, defensive end. To me, to me, that's an absolute no. Uh, okay. Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck to me was above average player. Um, never anyone that I really – if you look at the, at the games that he played, I mean, was he really ever schemed against? Granted, you had Strahan on the other side for quite a while, um, which did lead to some single blocking for Tuck, but I've never seen Tuck – honestly, I struggle to see him as a Pro Bowl player, let alone a Hall of Fame player. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, Busy Jay, you're a giant, you're a giant yeah. guy. Tuck, get in. Yeah, I want to – I'm going to agree with uh, JT here. I'm going to say no, only because most of his success came off the hands of, you know, people scheming against Strahan or people scheming against Musamara or people screaming against JPP. So, solo, no. Collectively, he was, you know, he was great for the Giants, but solo, he's not Hall of Fame worthy. All right. Well, and – since I didn't have Jared Allen going in, I, I definitely don't have Justin Tuck, who doesn't have Allen's numbers. So there's my answer on that. I mean, two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, he's got two Super Bowls. He's got less tackles than Jared Allen, and I didn't think Jared Allen belonged in. He, he's got half the sacks that Jared Allen had. I don't think Jared Allen was supposed to be in. Um, and 22 forced fumbles. Less forced fumbles yeah, than Jared true. Allen. So. Yes, sir. Would you yes, agree sir. though if he played if he if he played for the Mets, Busy would have him go on first ballot. Oh, he would have been enshrined nope. already. He would have skipped. He would have skipped the uh, the, uh, the five period, year waiting, the, waiting the five year waiting, and made special exemption. This guy was in a Met uniform. Forget about it. He'd be the mayor before the end of the week. End of the week. <laughs> Damn Met no. fans. Okay, you know, this, yeah, the yeah. last guy is my favorite of this whole conversation. How you like the, the last, last guy? <laughs> yeah. The last guy we've got on the list is Charles Woodson. Number four pick overall in 1998. One Super Bowl, nine Pro Bowls. First team all pro four times. We'll go with uh, Busy J. Go ahead. You go first. You got Charles Woodson in? I got Charles Woodson first ballot. Got to go in first ballot. He's been nothing but a rock since his Heisman days all the way to his last game in the NFL. Absolutely first ballot Hall of Famer. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, JT, where where do you sit with Mr. Woodson? I, I will heap high praise on this guy. To me, and I'm talking about guys that I've seen, so we're going back to the 80s here, the second best defensive back I've ever seen play the game. I'm talking total game behind Ronnie Lott. 
The guy can tackle, force fumbles, take off the ball, come up and cover you, blitz. Uh, you ha- this guy was the Peyton Manning of the defense. He studied you. He studied your tendencies. He studied your shifts, your formations. And if you didn't game plan for this guy, he was going to burn you every single time. The guy was a pro bowler at corner and safety. So this guy is a slam dunk first time, first ballot. You know, and it's uh, it's funny that you brought up Ronnie Lott because, uh, again, going back now, uh, I, I just booted Reggie White out of the chair. Actually, I didn't boot him. I asked him very, <laughs> I asked him very nicely. Very nicely, I would hope. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, to please exit the chair so we can get Mr. Lott in. And uh, I was measuring Charles Woodson against Ronnie Lott to see if he sat, because I believe Ronnie Lott to be uh, probably the best safety I've ever seen. How does he match up? All right. Ronnie Lott, 10 Pro Bowls. Charles Woodson, 9 Pro Bowls. Ronnie Lott, 8 first-teamers. Charles Woodson, 4 first-teamers. Ronnie Lott, 1,100 tackles. Charles Woodson, 1,000 tackles. Not too bad. Then we go into forced fumbles. Ronnie Lott had 16. Charles Woodson, 28. Interceptions, Ronnie Lott, 63. Charles Woodson, 65. You start looking at numbers, and when they're even, and they go, they're not just even, but they work both sides. Both guys are, you know, I mean, there's parts that he's got more forced fumbles. He's got more interceptions, not as many tackles. But you're right there in the conversation with Ronnie Lott. Pretty much Charles Woodson can pass the breadsticks to uh, Ronnie Lott. Yeah, he he's sitting right table. next to him. Sitting right next to him, no doubt. So, folks, that has been our uh, our edition of uh, – the Gridiron guys, the Hall of Famers. We've uh, enjoyed talking about Peyton Manning. We've got Peyton Manning going to the Hall. We don't have Marshawn Lynch going to the Hall. We don't have Calvin Johnson going to the Hall. Logan Mankins, uh, you know what? Logan Mankins, we might as well be a bunch of fence painters because everybody's on the fence on him. So Logan Mankins uh, is a 50-50. Jared Allen, uh, depending on who you talk to on the show, JT and uh, Busy J both got have uh, Jared Allen going in. I don't. We all agree Tuck doesn't go in, and we all agree Charles Woodson first ballot, definitely without a question. Folks, this has been the Gridiron Guys. I have been the fantasy jester for JT, Jason Townsend, and Busy J, Jason Cordner. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to hearing from all of you at Fantasy Jester at yahoo.com. For all those comments, I don't care. Tell me how wrong I've been. You can go ahead. Don't forget to check in at the website, fantasyjustersports.com, for all your fantasy sports needs and more. 888.com, sportsintegrity.com. Again, this has been the Fantasy Jester. Folks, I enjoy what I do. I absolutely love the idea that I get to spend my life wrapped in sports for it every single day. I work hard to make sure you get the very best because you deserve it. I'd like to give a shout-out real quick, and everybody tune in to Fantasy Jester this weekend, the Fantasy Jester show at 8 o'clock. Make sure you tune in to hear my rant because I have a very special shout-out to Matthew Berry, who blocked me. Man's scared, and I haven't even tried to come at him yet. He's running. You'll hear that rant. And again, folks, this has been the Fantasy Jester. Thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to speaking to you. I am...
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.